This week's episode is sponsored by Wink, and I'm absolutely loving Wink. It's an online wine club that delivers wine directly to your door. They personalize it because I took a fancy quiz at the beginning, and it told me what kind of wine I like, and I'm loving all of the choices that they're giving me. I also love that they work with top winemakers and growers from literally all around the world, and they make their own wine, that's so delicious. that's amazing. It's like a collaboration <laughs> like, um, with all of these awesome winemakers. Like, yeah. That's so cool. And they also have, like, no risk. You choose the type and the quantity of wine you want, which is, again, my favorite thing. I'm already signed up to too many memberships, like my Hulu, my Netflix, like, all that stuff adds up. So you don't have to worry about every month being like, oh, no, the time to renew my wine membership, because that's probably the first thing to go. So there's no cancellation fee and 100% satisfaction guarantee. And I'm satisfied. And I feel like there's no way you'll be canceling anyways because, hello, it's wine, it's delicious, it's unique, it's amazing. Wow. And right now, Wink is offering our listeners $20 off your first order when you go to trywink.com slash heartandhustle. And it gets better. I know you hate paying for shipping like I do. So Wink will actually pay for your shipping on orders of four bottles or more. So what are you doing right now? You're going to trywink.com backslash heart and hustle to get $20 off your first order. And that's trywink.com backslash heart and hustle. Hi, I'm Charisma O'Keefe. And I'm Angelica Yard. And we're the heart behind the Heart and Hustle podcast. Every Wednesday, we share a new episode with our listeners on topics that range from business and creativity to leadership and innovation. We also interview some of the best and brightest in the industry and spread our love of entrepreneurship all over the internet with our hashtag, BossSoHard. We're on a mission to help you find balance in your life, creativity in your career, and dollars in your bank account. So sit back, relax, and take notes while we show you how to dream big, work hard, and repeat. Happy anniversary to us, but also to you guys, because if you've been with us from day one, you've been listening yeah, to us for a year one. now. We're one years old. We're old ladies. We can walk. We can start potty training. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't believe it's been a year. It's kind of like gone by pretty fast. And it's been like a weird year, too, um, for myself and many other people. 2016 was very odd. For the whole entire Earth. Yeah, for like the nation, for the Earth, for possibly the galaxy. Um, yeah, so it was, it was a weird year, but I feel like as far as like the podcasts went, it was a really phenomenal year. Like it's definitely been one of the highlights of, of my past year. Yeah, it definitely is. Doing something consistently, um, every week for 365 days was like, I thought it would be more challenging, but it actually was really easy to do it. Uh, yeah, I would say like of all the things that I have to do consistently, the podcast was the easiest, like um, again, I think cause we're really organized and we knew like the other person was waiting on us. So it was just kind of like, we just showed up and got it done. Like it, it just, and it was enjoyable like every single week. Like there was never a week where I was like, Oh God, this is trash. I don't want to do this. Um, so it, it just, you know, when you like what you're doing, I guess it's, it's enjoyable to be consistent. I guess I did never realize that until I said it out loud right now. <laughs> like, Oh, you just have to be consistent. Huh? That's all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So today we're going to talk kind of about, our podcast and um, our goals for this year, both with the podcast and with our business. But because we're just coming out for the holidays, I want to hear about your Christmas and your New Year's. I like how you're very excited and absolutely nothing happens. I know, but you know me. I'm just like such a holiday person. I love holidays. We literally did absolutely nothing. I think New Year's was the only like day that I went out. Because this is one of my good friends' 30th birthday weekend, so we went over 
to her house and it was like just a hot mess of a good time and like my kid was the only kid there and she stayed up to like almost two o'clock it was ridiculous <laughs> also you guys had your own hashtag which i saw which was really cute and your hair looked fantastic like um, all the all all the snaps all the or not the snaps but all the instagrams i was like yes we haven't talked about it i chopped all my hair off i guess we haven't really officially said that because i haven't officially did anything about it but yeah i did i did become natural in 2016 which was the plan because it's been two years since we talked like the, the amount of time that we were talking about the podcast is the amount of time we've been talking yes. about mm-hmm. me, like not straightening my hair so it's been like yeah because like uh, i mean you know i haven't straightened well i never like i didn't like professionally straighten my hair but i used to um use like a straightener yeah. uh but you know i stopped doing that i guess three or four-ish years ago now. Like, I just won't even put a straightener on my hair because it damages your curls each and every time you do it. And so now I've been on this, like, thing where I'm like, I just want to save everyone's hair. Like, I don't (laughs) want anyone's curls to be messed up. And yours just look phenomenal. Like, your your texture is just everything. Oh, we have to share a picture. Yeah, I know. Well, we have to get, like, pictures done. I know. I got, like, a thousand um, people yelling at me about my head headshot like I say that very like sarcastically yeah. <laughs> about any professional images of me they're like that's not what your hair looks like so you need to change it immediately I'm like well tell somebody to take a picture I don't tell you <laughs> yeah that's like on our list of things to do this year well my holidays were really great like we went to we went on our cruise um so we didn't get back till like Christmas Eve which was like weird because I'm nor- nor- used to like Christmas Eve being like at someone's house and like dinner and opening gifts and this was just kind of like a whirlwind like we just got back from cruising to like four different countries and you know so it was just like a very different holiday but it was really fun we went to Grand Cayman, Honduras, Belize, and Mexico and Honduras is the murder capital of the world and we survived (laughs) that so we feel really you know like worldly and cultured now we're like look at us we survived this um, it was also, like, there were parts that were, yes, as scary as you'd, you'd expect of Honduras, but there were other parts that were, like, beautiful and not, you know, we didn't feel threatened in, in those particular parts. So, just like anywhere, there's, you know, good and bad. I was going to say, just like that Florida. Exactly, exactly. It's like, I'm not going to, like, Mercy <laughs> Drive here or probably most of Paramore because um, I'm <laughs> going to be afraid. Um, and Belize was really the best because we climbed Mayan runes there and literally standing on top of a Mayan rune was the highlight of my year by a long shot. Like it was so amazing. It was one of those things like the guy was like, you can climb to the top. And I was like, oh my God, I'm going to do it. So like threw my camera in my hand and just like ran up the side of a Mayan ruin. And then once I got up there, I realized one, holy crap, this is a lot higher than it looked from when I was standing on the the ground. And number two, how am I going to get down? Because the way down and the way up were the same way, but it was like a lot easier to get up than down. So it was, it was a very, very adventurous like holiday. And so we got back Christmas Eve, did like Christmas day with my family. And then for New Year's, we actually went to Epcot, which was great. Like, have you noticed that Orlando's like busier than usual this year? Like, is insane yeah. um like in celebrate like where we are like it's been in pop like since december since november like thanksgiving until i guess now yeah it's been impossible to go downtown it's been impossible to check my mail it's been impossible to go to starbucks we can't like live in our own town and our town has ten thousand people so right yeah outside, it's just it's so ridiculous. crazy like we went to millennia the other day oh, God bless um, you. to pick a few things up and like on the way back it took us an hour and a half to get home and it normally takes 20 25 minutes 
So be like against my better judgment because I had already promised like one of my best friends, Gage, that we would go to Epcot. So we went and like it like the parks weren't that bad, but getting out was horrible. And last year we did the same thing and we drove out like no problem. This year it took us like, I don't know, probably an hour plus to get out of the parking lot. Like it was just it was insanity. So I'm like next year I'm going nowhere for New Year's Eve. (laughs) The pictures of the amount of people that were in Epcot, because I had some friends that were there, were absolutely terrifying. Well, that's uh, the thing, so that, is, like, like the amount of people didn't seem that much more than last year, um, but once we were in the parking lot, I was like, yeah, this is bad. Like, this is, re-. like, I was just, like, I almost just wanted to get out of our car and just go back inside, because, I mean, everyone was just at a standstill for, like, an hour. We didn't even get out of our parking spot for, like, a good 45 minutes. And then people were, like, not following, like, which way to drive. They were driving, like, all different ways. So people looked like they were going to hit us left and right. I was like, I have too much anxiety for this. Like, I want to just go back in the park and wait. I wonder if it would have been easier. Because the last time I went to Epcot, it was only a couple weeks ago. But it still was December, and it's candlelight. It still was crazy. It wasn't this crazy, but it was crazy. We parked at, because we started at Hollywood Studios. I just stayed parked at Hollywood Studios and walked over. I feel like that was the best decision. Well, really, the best decision is to park at... Like, if it's like super, park. super busy, is actually to park at Boardwalk yeah. um, and walk over. But, like, for us, you know, right. like we have we have the free parking, so it's, like, we use it. And normally it's not an issue. Like, again, last year we drove out just like it was, like, a regular day. So I just think that this year is, like, all of Orlando is busier. Like, I want, I can't wait to see, like, the reports of, like, how much more people were here than last year and how much more money was made. Because I know, for example, the Starbucks and Disney Springs – earned more money than they have ever earned in the history of like you know whatever like forever basically since that Starbucks started um one of, like on one of the days around Christmas. So it's just been a crazy holiday season here. Yeah, It makes me want to really move. I think it- <laughs> <laughs> I'm like go away people. Oh, cool. This is well and people in Orlando don't know how to organize. Like people don't understand like we're not like a big city in the way that like Philly or New York or Boston like People there, like, know how to, like, get from point A to point B. People in Orlando, it's just, like, a free-for-all because most of the people here are tourists, so it's just, like, a mess. It's true. It's, uh, well, it's done. We're done with that. We don't have to do it again. No holiday season for a while, although I love the holidays, but I don't love all those people being here. (laughs) No, it it was a hot mess. So we're done. We can move on. So before we move on, let's talk about the past and 2016 and our awesome podcast and kind of just like the highlights of the year. So let's get into it. What was your favorite episode? I like thought about this this morning because I love so many episodes. I feel like we talk about our favorite episodes all the time. But the episode that I feel like I enjoyed recording the most was like our personal life versus business life episode. Melissa was here. Because we are all just hanging out, and it was, like, almost an hour and a half, and it was just talking. That was and so really, Yeah, and it's a really popular episode. I really was worried because it's a lot longer than almost all of our episodes, but people really, I guess, enjoyed, like, our banter and us being friends, and it just was a good time to just have everybody together and actually, like, recording what we do anyway on a regular basis, so that was cool. I think my favorite episode was definitely um, when we talked about dealing with anxiety and depression, Just because, like, uh, you know, last year I really tried to make that something that I was speaking out about more often because I just feel like it's kind of still a taboo subject, especially in, like, creative industries or when you run your own business. People are afraid to kind of, like, 
let people know that about themselves. So that was really important to me. And I feel like I reference it a lot. Like I always have people like asking me, you know, oh, like, what can I do? You know, I need kind of help in this area. And so I always kind of just refer them like, I'm like, well, here's some of the things I can tell you, but listen to this episode, because it's just kind of loaded with that information. Um, And it's not even just people, obviously, who are like entrepreneurs or creatives. It's just, you know, anybody who's dealing with anxiety or depression. So uh, I think that that's just awesome that I kind of have that to like reference now. And so many people have like listened to it who are like friends of mine who are not in the creative industry. And have come back and been like, hey, like, that was amazing. That was really helpful for me. So I I just really love that episode. But I also do want to mention, like, I love the episode. It's number 13, where we did public speaking for creative entrepreneurs. And we interviewed right. Michelle. Because I feel like at that point, we had interviewed Melissa and David. But like, we didn't know what we were doing. <laughs> you know what I mean? I like, we, <laughs> yeah, like, we interviewed two people who we knew because we were comfortable, like really, really comfortable being around them. And they were gracious enough to like be our guinea pigs. But Michelle was the first person we interviewed who we didn't really like know, like as a best friend, you know what I mean? Um, right. Knew her more in the professional world. And so she just obviously like killed it. She like knocked it out of the park. And it, I feel like a light bulb went off for both of us. And we were like, oh, so this is how, like, interviews go. Like, and it's, I feel like it's not us that made that interview great. It was her. But I feel like in a way she taught us how to interview people in that episode. Um, so yeah. that was awesome. And, of course, I'll always love our first episode because, number one, like, we just came out speaking about, like, giving back. And I feel like it's really awesome that on episode one we decided to do that. And also I'm pretty sure that if you go back and listen – you will just hear me, like, my voice is, like, shaking the whole time. <laughs> Dying. It took us a long time to get that So it just started. I feel like we started and yes. stopped it five million oh times. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. The first, probably, like, the first, like, ten or whatever, like, you'd be like, okay, are you ready? I'm like, yeah, I'm ready. Wait, no. Which I do now, but not because I'm scared. It's because, like, I'll cough or just do something, like, ridiculous in the first, like, two minutes. Um, also when we record ads, that's really funny. So whatever episode has our first like ads is probably, the ads are probably hilarious. <laughs> probably a hot ad. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love recording ads now because I feel like there's so many bloopers and it's just so funny. Like we don't have as many bloopers. Like I, of course we still have bloopers in the, you know, in our episodes, but we used to have a ton when we first started, whereas now all of those bloopers are just in our ads, like until we like get them right. And so it's hilarious to record them. It's just copy is funny to read anyway. Um, yeah. In general. And if we, we've never really done this. So this is our first time really doing it, like having to speak out loud. Like I'm sure we've both done like sponsored stuff or whatever, but we've never had to speak, speak and say it. Mm-hmm. Like, with the commercial a little bit. And it's just really funny to be like, okay, I don't know how podcasters do it so easily. I don't, I mean, just assume everybody laughs a thousand times before they record it. So, yeah. <laughs> So, who is your favorite guest this year? I do. Uh, my favorite guests were uh, starting Elizabeth Haig um, from Post Film Design Company. I feel mm-hmm. like she came in here and ruined my life in a good way. You really? <laughs> like, lo- I w- I loved watching you while we recorded that episode. You were you were just in love. Yeah, love. like in a very great way. Like it was just very interesting to see someone really. Uh, take a whole, almost a whole year off to really redefine their business so that it is what they do enjoy doing. And I think that's so inspirational and so powerful because we're always told that we just need to 
hit the ground running and just do it. But it's okay to stop what you're doing after you've done that. Go back and refine so you don't have to keep doing the same things that you don't like doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and, we, and that's where we are in our business. And so it's just, it was, I was seriously, I was like, especially because I didn't know her, I also felt like, okay, this is pretty awesome. Because I never really, I mean, I've heard of Post Film Design Company, but not in a way where I knew of yeah. or anything. So um, now I felt like I was upset. And also, uh, Tanil McMillan of Nakamuli. I have already questioned it. <laughs> yeah, anyway, I adored her because she had such drive and tenacity. She was just like, Talking to your cousin who happened to have a very successful clothing line. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> it was she was so much fun and um, she was just so adorable and she really like I'm looking at her like a huge inspiration because I've been following this clothing line for so long and so many people that I know love it and have blogged about it and have Instagram and bought pieces from it and she's just kind of like I'm here I'm podcasting and I'm new I'm like no we're learning from you like, yeah you're inspiring us so I thought that was pretty awesome. I'll say she was one of my favorites too because I loved that she has had so much success and in an industry that's very challenging and she was still very much like this is how I'm growing now like it wasn't like oh I'm here now and so like right. everyone just look at what I do and I'm the best which I feel like some people get to a certain level and they're like I'm at this level like there's nowhere to go like I'm just gonna stay here Um, and again, like, I think that that's the difference between something that's like when you're driven by money or when you're driven by like just a passion to create and explore, because if you, you know, reach a certain number goal, then yeah, you don't have to change anything ever. Um, but if you are driven by more than that, then you can continue to change and evolve uh, your business and your life and yourself, uh, forever, which I think is to me the only way to live. Um, so she was one of my favorites. And then also, obviously this is probably a little bit of a biased answer, but Benjamin O'Keefe, who also happens to be my brother and pretty much shares my face, um, was one (laughs) of my absolute favorite guests just because I feel like, and again, I know him very personally and like in my family, it's important to know that we don't compliment each other on things that aren't real. Like, We're never like, oh, you should really do that. Like, this would be a good, like, no, we don't do that. Like, we're very honest with each other. Like, no, I don't think you should do that. Or that's not really in your wheelhouse. Not in a negative way, but just because we're all looking out for each other's careers and we're all looking out for each other creatively. And it's like, sometimes it's easier to hear that from someone you love than from, you know, critics, basically. Um, So I say honestly that he is good at many things and he's multi-talented. Um, so this was just a very good year for him as far as his business went. Um, not so great for politics, which is uh, a big part of like what he does. But, um, you know, he was able to create a lot of change and, and make people feel, I guess, safe in a time when a lot of people don't. So I was happy to have him on so that hopefully some other people, if they're not feeling safe coming into this year, can kind of like follow him and see what he's up to. And then also like, I want people to organize, you know, like I don't want people to just be sad and scared at home and like, I don't know what to do. Like here I am like owning a business. So there's fears about that and how I'll be making my money. And I'm a person of color. So like I have, you know, fears about my rights. It's like, I don't want people to be afraid. Like I want people to organize. So right now, like he's organizing, he's helping people like get it together and figure out how we're going to handle uh, the next four years. So it was just, I I love politics and politics is a big part of my like family. So I was happy to kind of bring that to the podcast. I really enjoyed having him on, especially because he, um, 
really was very much like you guys cannot stop what you're doing just because the political atmosphere is very challenging right now. Like you have to keep pushing and moving on. And I think a lot of people needed to hear that if they hadn't heard that, because Mm -hmm. a lot of people I knew were at a place where they were just like, I don't know what I'm going to do. And everything's going to burn down in 2017 and we just need to stop right now. And I think it's important that people still keep what they're doing, keep creating, because that's how we continue to move on. That's how we thrive during challenging times is just doing what we're supposed to do. So I thought that was super awesome. I agree. And I feel like some people look at politics or anything in that you know realm to be like a competition. And it's like, it's not a competition. We didn't lose. Like, this is our country and we deserve to be here just as much as anybody else. And I think that as creatives and entrepreneurs and as people that are, you know, out there in this, and just as people of color and women, um, it's very, very, very important that we're making our voices heard, that we're being, you know, as loud as possible in that sense, that we're continuing to create for ourselves, for each other, um, and that we're just, like, putting our stories out there because right now, more than ever, I think that America needs that. Yep, definitely. All right, so So, lessons learned. Yeah, what, what... Did we learn in 2016 from having a podcast? Um, one thing that I did learn, like we talked about in the very beginning of this episode, is that you can do something consistently if you really enjoy what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Which I, um, that's a challenge for me to just keep doing things. I really get into, I really get into another, you know, especially when it's for myself. So if I'm in a, I feel like this challenged me because I'm in a space with someone else that has to hold me accountable to show up and do it. Um, never that I didn't want to do it, but if I ever had felt like, oh, maybe not, like this morning I woke up and I thought it was going to die, I'm like, okay, well, thanks for the play, <laughs> whoever gave it to me, and so I'm like, well, I still have to get up and record, because it's the first episode of the year, and I didn't even think that it wasn't an option, I just rolled over and texted you, I was like, girl, I'm dying, I gotta record from Skype. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it never was an option, I think that's really um, one thing that I learned, and also, I learned a lot about people through collaborating with people and having guests and having interviews that have really allowed me to build systems and things in place to get organized with people. But I learned that not everyone should be a, a guest on a podcast. And I didn't think that was, for some reason, I didn't think that was possible, maybe because I've never really heard a bad podcast interview, but maybe mm-hmm. that's because people delete them. Maybe uh, they do, <laughs> maybe. Yeah. And, and I mean, it's not just, I'm not being negative or anything. No, right? but like, it's, yeah. In the podcasting as entrepreneurs or as creatives, um, but it may not be for you, genuinely, it's not an easy thing to do to be interviewed. And I really think that that's the power of written word. And I really think that's why blogging is important and why I'm putting more time into my blog spaces to give a voice for people who I feel like are better written than mm-hmm. being um, so I don't think people should be discouraged if they, you know, pitch a bunch of podcasts and they get rejection letters. Um, it just may not be for you. And that's fine. Like, yeah. I don't think everybody's supposed to have a podcast. I don't think every podcast is enjoyable. You know, there's so many things that I've learned about podcasting as a medium that I've learned myself is that it's not, it's not super difficult to do, but it's not easy. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone, so. I think like, it's it, like, it's not fair for us to say it's not super difficult because I think that these might just be skills that come easier to us. And I think that's something we didn't really know until we started recording. Right. Um, and I wouldn't have guessed. I wouldn't have said, yeah, Angelica and I are, like, great on the microphone. And I'm not saying that we're great, you know what I mean? But I'm just saying, like, obviously we've had a very positive response, thank God. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think that it is for everyone. But I will say, let's throw this plug in there right now, that if somebody listens and they've thought about being a guest and they're like, oh, that's not really in my wheelhouse – 
um, go ahead and submit for being on our blog because we'd love to have you on our blog if you're more of a writer than a speaker. I definitely agree. Um, so for what I learned this year is actually to work with someone else and trust them a whole lot because I don't think I've ever really worked with someone else before, um, before like you and I started working together. Now I'm collaborating with other people, uh, but I, I never did before and you had worked with David, so you knew what it was like to work with somebody else and to find what that person was good at, what you're good at, and to make it work. And it's just, I'd always just kind of been alone for like years and years and years. Um, so you just made it really easy, I'm sure, because you already had that experience. And also because you are just great at just about everything. Um, and it was a very challenging year for me. It's not a lie. <laughs> and it was a very challenging year for me, like personally, like with my health and things like that. So it was hard for me to stay consistent in a lot of areas in work, life, professional, everything. It was just, it was, it was hard. It was like one of the hardest years for me. So I don't think that I would have been able to continue on with the podcast if it wasn't for like those times when I was really going through it that you just like picked up the slack. So number one, just thank you for that. And number two, like thank you for, you know, just kind of teaching me that I can work with other people and trust them because now I'm working with, like I'm collaborating with like three people now. Um, exciting. yeah, it's so exciting. I feel like collaborating with people is, you know, I'd never done it like in, like I had done it in the way that it's like, Oh, I'm going to write for your blog and you're going to write for mine, but not on this scale. You know, this is like a whole different like ball game and it's been just better than I could have even imagined. Uh, and the other thing that I think I learned is that I guess like that my voice matters. Not that I didn't think that it mattered, but it's always still so surprising to me that like so many people listen to us. And I think I've probably mentioned it on the podcast before, like every once in a while, you'll tell me like our stats and I'm normally like plugging my ears like la 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 la, don't tell me because I get overwhelmed um, and a little bit anxious about like how many people listen. And obviously I want people to listen and I love literally every single one of our listeners. But when I hear like a big number like that, it like is a little bit stressful for me. So I like to focus on like, each individual person like one at a time but it's just so crazy to me that there are those big numbers and that there's people like that are listening and just loving what we're saying and responding and talking to us and telling us that things like worked for them and this was helpful and just all of that is just that was a huge lesson that I definitely I guess should be putting myself out there more you know yeah, I think that's awesome. I love that, like, normal people listen to, like, not just, and I say that because I, when I thought of us creating a podcast, I honestly thought of other creatives pretty much audience, but I found that a lot of people who are just like, I'll go to my nine to five and I'll listen to you on my way. Like, that's awesome. So, it is. yeah, it's very interesting to, to learn that people actually enjoy listening, that they listen regularly, and then they connect with us, which is so awesome, so. Also, I also love that, like, in our it was pretty much like our first ish month because it's like we started in January but like February is like our first full month and we are just like we're gonna just just be really black because that's who we are so we're gonna talk about black history month we're freaking excited it's lit and that's just the way it is and if we if no one likes it then that's fine and we found that obviously like people of color love it but white people are like I love that you guys are doing that and we're like great because we really established from day one, like, this is who we are. If you don't like black people, this is not the place for you. Oh, honey. Yeah, don't. Stop listening. <laughs> like, <laughs> goodbye. 
I love that. So I think it was a huge just lesson that like you can totally be yourself because I think there's a lot of people of color out there that are like, I'm in this industry and I don't see a lot of people of color. So I'm going to try to like play down that side of my, like downplay that side of myself. And it's like, no, just be yourself. Like, especially like you cannot hide that you're black. So, and I've had, I literally have had clients be like, don't put a picture of me on the website. I don't want people, like, I don't want people to know that I'm black. And I'm like, no, that's not happening. You're going on there. People are going to know. Just, just deal with it. It's life. Life is that you were born black and you're just going to deal with it. Um, yeah, so that was year one. We survived. Um, but I'm so excited about year two. I really yeah. am excited to see where we go and um, what we're doing and um, just the plans and stuff. So we talked about this literally right before we started about our 2017 theme. And it's really to continue being super black. <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> super black. And I'm really like engaging and building our community and having uh, more information, more resources for you guys that are out there. And hopefully now that, you know, last year was such a challenge, I think for both of us in terms, I mean, for everyone, like I said, the entire earth, I feel like, since yeah. like 2015. But um, really wanted to case start a lot of the ideas and plans that we had for the blog and, um, putting out more information just not on this weekly basis and being able to give you guys more to go off of during the rest of your week other than just every Wednesday. So um, I'm really excited about doing that. Yeah, I think that, like, we did a really amazing job at being, like, consistent with recording. And now that I know that we can do that, it's just, like, like you said today, like, you were like, I'm sick, but, like, if my voice works, we're recording. You know what I mean? Like, that's just kind of how we are now. So it's just such a ingrained part of our um, routine so now that I feel like we know that that's there, I feel like it really opens up um, the time for us to, you know, create more for the blog and things like that. And I feel like we've kind of like experimented with the blog, different things that we wanted to do. Um, but now I kind of feel like we are getting a better um, idea of like how exactly we want it to work and how we want that community that we're going to build to come across. And um, I'm really excited for that just because I feel like it's not, I feel like there's all these communities that like pop up. And it's just kind of like really quick and they don't really know what they're about and they sizzle out. Because I know because I join all these Facebook groups, right? <laughs> um, and they start out like, great. And then it's like, okay, bye, over. Um, so I'm excited that like we've kind of like taken a little bit of time. You know how I like to like take time. <laughs> uh, <laughs> if you didn't know that. <laughs> um, so I'm excited that we've kind of like taken the time to really say like, this is what we want this community to be about. This is what we really want this podcast to be about. And this is kind of where we see things going next which is exciting and kind of goes into our next point about goals that we have for the podcast. Um, and I personally, I mean, I really, I've thought about this especially a lot in the past two weeks because it's been uh, December and every, I can't go outside obviously because of traffic. And so I've been in my house working pretty much the whole holiday. Um, really thinking about where we want to, you know, I really want the brand to, to grow up and be, not that it's immature or anything, but just grow with us as we grow because we're growing at a, I feel like, Personally, and as business owners, our businesses are growing at such a phenomenal rate that, you know, I really want the podcast to continue to stay with us on that um, fact. So really, you know, building a new web platform that is more awesome and integrative and allows for more, you know, community connections. That's really my goal uh, in this first half of the year. I really have been kind of, like, toying with some ideas and seeing what we're going to do. I'll talk to Charisma about those because she's been gone. In yeah. other countries, try not I to have. get murdered in Guatemala. So. <laughs> no, in Honduras. Honduras. Oh my god. Well, Guatemala yeah. too, probably. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't been there yet, but hopefully this year we can get there. 
I'm gonna say all of all of America, right? Yeah, <laughs> that's that's pretty much all the of plan. America, the whole North American, um, Central America, and South America right now. All of us are just connected, and we're one hot mess. Yeah, <laughs> we are. We really are. So I guess my podcast goals for this year would be. Um, I want more engagement on social platforms. I don't really care about numbers. I just love when people like text us and, or not text us, but tweet us and, you know, Facebook message us and like, just like ask questions or, you know, share like, oh, this worked for me. Every time that somebody like tweets out like, hey, you know, I really loved this episode or like I've been listening. I love when people say like, I've been listening to these five podcasts to get through the day or whatever. And then they'll like, you know, link us and like four other awesome podcasts. Like that is like my favorite type of tweet that exists. Um, so I love that sort of thing. And I want us to be also more active on social platforms, especially like with Snapchat and Instagram, um, stories. Like I definitely want us to be going more behind the scenes and doing that sort of thing. So I think that'd be really fun. Um, what else? I love all of our guest speakers like that we've had the past year and I love who we have coming up. And I guess I just want to continue having people that I feel like we learn from every single speaker. Like there's not been one speaker that I feel like I haven't learned anything from. So I just really want to continue to have people that not only our, our listeners learn from, but that we learn from because I think that it's just so valuable and awesome and makes what we do that much more amazing. Um, yeah. So yeah, I feel like those are those are my podcast goals, keeping it simple. Uh, um, so uh, business wise, we do own businesses, uh, <laughs> which we haven't really talked about our businesses in a long time because we've had a lot of interviews and then we went straight into our favorite things from those interviews. Um, so I really wanted to take this episode and kind of talk about what we're doing in terms of things for our business in 2017 because I know a lot of people are looking that are starting businesses or who have businesses and are just looking to see what they're doing. And I know um, on our end, I feel like we sat down, um, and when our end, I see like you and I sat down and around, the, right after we stopped doing a lot of heavy travel. So right around October, I think was Florida BlogCon, so we were here. I was sat down and we kind of talked about what we wanted and Hurricane Matthew came in and made us sit down and we yeah. <laughs> could get anything done anyway. Uh, about what we wanted to do for our business and really, um, you know, drive in some products. We focusing back on making Studio 4 for Paper more of a thing and less of a hobby because it's been a hobby for three years now. And I really have been inspired by getting to know some people who have some e-commerce shops and um, who make money off of it. And, and really, they're like, it's not it's not easy, but it's not as hard as you, you think it is. And so for me to be like, I need to get out of my own head and really... Um, put my money where my mouth is and um, invest into that. So really working on that and maybe some different products that we may release in the second half of the year. Um, also workshops have been a thing that we were toying around with anyway last year about doing, but I think this year we definitely have started putting the, the touches, like the beginning touches and some of the middle touches, I guess, to start releasing some of those things. So that'll start spring of having in-person workshops, not online, because I am not an e-course person. I am not a webinar person. I don't want to sit in front of a camera and talk for hours at a time. Uh, I don't like it. I'd rather be in someone's face with their MacBook right in front of me and me being able to point to them and show them what to do. I found it so much easier that way. I've done a lot of workshops last year um, just through conferences, and so I really do think there's 
value, and Central Florida does not have a lot of workshops. Nope, they do not. <laughs> and so that's the number one thing that we get asked whenever we do speaking gigs or um, meetups and things. People are like, well, how can I learn how to do this? And I need to hands-on experience. And people are like, I'm willing to pay. I just don't. Nobody's doing it. And I'm like, I'm tired. Not that I'm tired, but we can't. You know, we always we always feel like we're not the people to do it. But I think we got to the point last year where, like, we probably are the people to do it. So yeah, shut up and do it. <laughs> um, so we'll probably do three to four events this year, um, different things. But the first one will probably definitely just be a blogging uh, workshop of some sort. And I'll have more information about that as I finish landing pages and all of the branding and all of the background stuff for it. But I'm really excited about it. Um, those are my two, I feel like, main goals for the business. Continue. We're doing a lot more hands-on with our clients. We have some really new clients already um, this year that we've never really worked in their industries before. And um, so really going into their offices with their you know, employees sitting down and talking about their marketing and doing videos this year, which is really exciting. Um, we have a really awesome videographer, and he's fantastic. I'm so excited to work with them. We're just really expanding our business beyond what we normally doing really getting hands-on and doing a lot of more you know dirty work I guess to say and that's really exciting because I think people really see the benefit more than just being like hey I can make you a pretty website and I mean we never really have been that we've always been results driven yeah but now really getting in people's faces and being like look this is what see we gave you a website but you're you're still messing up on the back so let's go yeah, into your office and exactly. figure out why you can't make this work. Um, so that's really what we're doing in 2017. I'm so excited about it. We already have some amazing clients. I'm super excited to work with them. So that's really the goals in 2017 is to not die more <laughs> <laughs> and then try to do all those things. So. so 2017, like so much happening. Ah, so with 725 Creative, um, my main goals are to continue to have clients that are very different from me, um, that challenge me and that are just amazing. Cause I've just been really lucky to have great clients and most have been working through word of mouth at this point. Like I haven't really, you know, pushed out on like my personal channels, which I need to do more of. <laughs> and that's also a goal to just kind of be like more like, Hey, like, I do that? this. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, people that are not in my like creative world are like, so what's happening? Like, are you still doing photography? Like, I don't know what you're doing. Um, and I don't know, I just haven't pushed it out to like every world that I'm in. And I think that that's something I need to do is just kind of be more vocal about that. But I mean, I haven't necessarily needed to either because I've just been working with really great clients word of mouth, um, which has been awesome, but I just almost landed. I think I landed a really, really awesome client actually December 23rd. And we have, basically we have a meeting prepped for later today. I'm pretty sure I'm going to bag them and I'm pretty freaking excited about it. So this would be like a, I don't, I don't know what the right word is, but caliber of client, I guess you could say, that's like in a whole nother ball game. So if this happens, it's going to be really fantastic for my business. And I hope to book more clients that are um, in that similar, I guess, ballpark. Um, so that's one of the things that I'm looking forward to. Um, I really, I don't know, like I just, again, because, um, I've been in business now with this particular business that is my main income maker for 14 months, every, all the systems are in place the way I want them. You know what I mean? Because it's, it's so new. Um, right. so yeah, I just, I love, I I'm like a lot of my clients are seeing results and I love that moment when 
I'm like teaching them social media one-on-one or managing their social media and explaining why we do things the way we do and it clicks with them and you see that moment where they're like, oh, I get it. Um, or when we, you know, have sat there and I'm really, really anal about all the details before we start building the website. So it's like we've, we've already gone through so much before we even get to the point that it's being start to being built. And so when I, they see that reveal and like they understand why I've asked 4,000 million questions and we've gone over all these different branding exercises and like when they see the website and it makes sense to them as to why we've done it the way we've done it. It's just like that moment. I feel like a teacher, like when you see a kid, like understand why, like we do things, this is why we do algebra this way. And then that light bulb clicks. I just love that moment. So it's rewarding. And I hope to see a lot more of that moment this year. Um, And also with charismatic concepts, like my personal blog, um, I just want to stay consistent and blog more because I really do enjoy it. And I think it's one of those things like we talked about with the podcast, like with the podcast, we have each other. And so you know, it's like, oh, I got to record because I can't let like my co-host down. Whereas like with the blog, it's like, it's kind of the first thing that I let fall to the wayside, but I really, really do enjoy it. And I think that I need to make more time for the things that I enjoy. That's important. So, um, I've really gotten organized for January and February and I started pre-scheduling. I'm two and a half weeks ahead of, of schedule now. Um, I mean the, the posts are planned until the end of February, but I've actually written them all, gotten everything done for them for the next like two and a half weeks. So, I'm really excited about that. I'm excited about continuing on with my series, Women in Business, um, where I interview other um, women who own awesome businesses from all walks of life. So I'm excited to do that, and I'm excited for a few other series that I'm starting on there. So I just really want to stay consistent with that this year and kind of see where it can take me. Um, as far as Equal and Forever, I'm just been kind of like how you were saying with, with uh, you know, Studio 404 Paper Shop, like... Um, yeah, it's just been, it's like, it's not a hobby cause I was making money from it, but it's also at the same time, like it's what falls to the wayside, you know, for 725 creative, like is just like seminality is your main thing. It's like same thing. So I really need to get more consistent with that. And I think, I know I've talked about this before, like with just you and I, I think like I really would like to hire someone, um, because I had help before with equal and forever and then it wasn't making as much money as. I needed, um, to keep people on board. So yeah. So that's kind of my goal is to kind of like get that going to where I want it to be again. And, um, you know, hiring somebody to kind of help with that. And then I guess like also professionally, um, I want to work on speaking more and attending more workshops. Um, last year I started working on a workshop, things were going well, and then they all kind of fell apart. Um, so I failed at that, um, which failing is not something that I enjoy, (laughs) but I feel like it's important to talk about because it does happen. So this year I'd kind of like to see, um, my dreams for that workshop realized and see it actually come to life in the way that I want. Um, I actually would really also like to have a workshop that isn't in Orlando, um, that I work with on somebody like with someone else. Um, and then I'm working on like, I can't, I don't know if I can, like how to word it. And I don't think I can really share what it is. It's not just something that I'm working on. I'm working on it with Narsha, but we're working on a creative project together. And, uh, we interviewed Narsha earlier this year. If you guys uh, didn't listen, you should go back and listen to that. Um, but Narsha and I are working on a project together and I'm hoping to see that realized here in like the next month-ish. I don't know. Like it's, again, it's something that we haven't done before. So we haven't put an exact time frame on it. We're kind of seeing how it goes as it gets developed, but I'm just really excited for 
that to kind of come to life because that will definitely be this year in like in spring. Um, so yeah, so just kind of a lot of new things, throwing myself into all the things and just kind of making more time for what I want to do and less time for what I think I should be doing because other people are doing it. Oh, God bless. Cause screw that. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I really do. I really am very much like team stop. I mean, I, and I did this last year. I talked about this a lot about not following rules and I really wish people would, but I think because we get into that sense of we have to do this and this and this and that, and that's how you make money. And it's not how you make money. You make money by being awesome and being yourself and providing a service or products that people want to buy. That's yep. how you make money. There's no secret formula. Post on Instagram five times a week and use quotes and have this cute little setup like a quote, a picture, a quote, a picture. Like it doesn't, that mess does not matter if your product sucks or yeah. that your service sucks. Like it all comes down to um, really tuning your craft and knowing what you're doing. And I really agreed about hiring. We already have a BA um, that we're, contracting with as soon as all of our projects start we're going to have her come in and help us two days two, two days two days a couple hours a week um especially well mainly for two days but a couple hours just to come in and help us yeah some stuff that we don't have time for um so i really it's, want it's about taking back that time work. yeah where you want to be you know you want that time to be creative and to do what it is that you do great it's not that you can't do those things but it's like there comes a point where you're like I can do all these things, but I really want to do the things that I want to do, basically. <laughs> exactly. Or you just, I mean, like, we just, we just don't have the time. Like, we literally don't have the time to do it. Um, and as the year progresses, we really are thinking of putting our daughter in daycare full-time instead of the three days a week just because, again, we don't have time. <laughs> um, you know, and that's not say, oh, I don't have time for raising my kid. I just don't have time to be the attentive parent that is needed when I'm trying to, to work, build yeah. a future for her. Like, it just makes sense. Um, and I really struggled with this a lot last year, um, which is the reason why we decided to go from two to three days instead of two to five, was because I was like, well, once you start going somewhere five days a week, you are literally doing that, like, routine for the rest of your life. Like, you don't stop. Like, you go to school, and then you go to work. You go to college, you go to work. You know what I mean? Like, you don't stop. Yeah. You're not, you don't owe, you know, that Monday to Friday is always someone else's time, and I really didn't want to... You know, take that time, I guess, as a C, but she loves school. I think she so loves school. Much. Yeah, her bestie's there. It's so bored at home. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm saying, as we pull out the toys and the, like, I mean, I take her everywhere out and she still could not care less. She wants to be at school. She wants to be with these kids because they play. I say she and really seems to like people her own age. Yeah, she really wants to be around people her own age. She wants to hang out with those kids. She wants to talk to them. I mean, she talks about these kids all during Christmas break. Like, her best friend was in Seattle, and they talked about each other the entire time. Aww, <laughs> like, they reunited this weekend, and it was like they cut. Like, I felt like we were, like, terrible for making them, like, separate. Like, that's amazing. <laughs> so um, I really have solidified in my fact that probably in August – just start her in you know, school, new school year, and have her in full-time, which is, you know, it's it does cost. It's not cheap. Daycare is not cheap. And anybody that doesn't have kids doesn't know that it's expensive. It's expensive. Oh, actually, I do know. That's why I don't have children. Because <laughs> <laughs> okay. I've talked to you and a few other people about it, and I'm like, oh, cool. So that's basically rent. Like, that's like another rent payment or a car payment. Like It is a car payment on a luxury car or rent for an apartment in a city where no one lives. Yeah, so. yeah. Uh, it is expensive, but you know, it's worth, like, we made, the first time last year in January, we made, like, we doubled our revenue last year, um, from the year before, 
Uh, so it just, there is no excuse for us not to have, you know, her there and being taken care of. And literally, like, I go there all the time. I'm there all the time. So, like, she's five minutes away. Five minutes away. Nothing bad's going to happen. You know, I really, there's no, you know, there was a, it wasn't not really mom guilt, but more just, yeah, like, life guilt. I feel like yeah. once you start that five days, you're good. But now, like, I'm just like, whatever. She's fine. She's chill. Um, yeah. So. If anybody's thinking about it, I know we get we do have some parents that listen, and I thought about when you're talking about Narsha, I'm like, I know Narsha has, you know, she thought about, you know, going back and forth with her son and putting him in daycare when we're talking about her, talking to her about that last, and I just really, it's okay to do it. It is. <laughs> you, you know, and, and I think that, like, you have to remember that if you worked in a office setting, yeah, you know, it, it wouldn't be, there wouldn't really be that option. It would be like, well, I have to go back to work now. So, yeah. you know... I mean, at the end of the day, like, I, I always try to remind parents that I think that kids admire when you work or when you have something that you're passionate about that you're doing. Yeah. Like, like they, the, not to say anything, like, you know, if you're a stay-at-home parent, that's awesome. But as long as you're doing something that you're passionate about and your kid sees that, because they think that kids really admire, like, when their parents are passionate about something, it teaches them to find their own thing that they are passionate about. Yeah, if you're a stay-at-home parent and you're passionate about speaking, and I know some people who are amazing, like they got their schedule, they have a chalkboard, they're mm-hmm. homeschooling, they're, and their kids love them for that and really yep. enjoy the organization that a parent has to put in to run a household, it is insane. Like, that's a business in itself. Let's say, whole, I think like, it's harder than having a business. So it's like, if you want to go the easier route, please just go back to work. That's what I would plan <laughs> to do. Because it seems much harder to be a stay-at-home parent, oh to, like, to do it correctly, you know, or to do it well, I should say. Yeah, I, that's true. Like, I, 150%. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. So we have, um, and do we have advice for podcasters? Because we, I have gotten a lot of email and just in conversations while I'm out and traveling from people who are like, I want to start a podcast or I love your podcast or whatever. And what have you learned and what kind of, uh, what, what advice do you have? So any advice? Um, I think that the advice that I have is that don't start a podcast just because, you see other people starting a podcast, like make sure that it's actually a platform that you really would enjoy and something that you would want to continue doing. Because I see so many people put in the time and effort of building that brand and going ahead and getting started in the equipment and then doing it for a few months and then just stopping. Um, and that's fine to like explore and see if things work for you, but a way to do that would maybe be to be on a podcast first or even just kind of, Again, I feel like you and I almost did auditions for it with ourselves by having weekly conversations where we discuss business. And we never tired of those conversations. We literally had them weekly for years before we decided to do the podcast. So we knew that we could talk about business for an hour plus, you know, every week and not have it get super stale. Um, So that would be like number one. Also, I would say make sure you're organized from the get go. Like, it's, it's a, it's a business at the end of the day, in a sense, um, even if it's a fun hobby, it's still your, you have listeners. So you need to like kind of respect that and understand that people are coming for a reason and don't waste their time basically. So I think it's really important to get organized at the beginning and know like, this is what I'm going to be talking about. This is how I'm going to structure an episode. Of course, from one podcast to the next, you know, the style, the vibe is going to be different and that's fine, but just kind of make sure, you know, do a little research and figure out what you're doing ahead of time, basically. Um, and then also I would say if you're going to have a co-host, which I feel like most of the time you probably should, or if you're going to have more than one co-host, um, make sure that it's somebody that you can just consistently talk to all the time. And so that's not anything that ever is a super big challenge because I feel like 
I never once I'm like, oh no, like what will Angel and I talk about? Because you and I will like sometimes end the podcast and then talk for another three hours. Um, so <laughs> it's really not a challenge for us at all to continue talking. So I feel like just find somebody that you really vibe well with and maybe somebody that brings something different. Cause you and I, like we have a lot of similarities, but then we're also both very different. So I think that we, yeah. we bring different things to the listeners, you know? Right. You don't want to podcast with somebody that has the exact same views on you as everything, which no other person should, yeah. um, but you wouldn't want your pocket somebody that's like, oh yeah, I agree all the time. Like you want definitely, you know, a defensive opinion so that there's a, you know, that way more listeners can relate. Like I feel like listeners relate to either you or me or both of us. So I really do. Yeah. That's why I enjoy listening to podcasts with more than one host is because I really need that variety of different opinions. So I'm mm-hmm. not going to always agree with one person. And so then if something happens, like, like, especially around the, the political season last year, there were definitely a lot of podcasts where I felt like somebody said something, and I was like, oh, man, I hate to have to stop listening to this podcast because you're, <laughs> you said something I like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I like you as a person until you said this. Um, don't make me do it. But if there's other hosts, I feel like the other hosts sometimes chime in with, like, the, you know, not that it's the right opinion, but the opinion that I agree with more, and they, like, want them to open their eyes and listen a, a little bit differently, and then the person changes their mind. Yeah. So I feel like that's why I really like a podcast, because having more than one host uh, or having you there really allows me to think about things differently because I am more of a, like, this is real, this is life, this is the way it is. Like, you cut your finger, you put a bayonet on and get up, and you're like, well, sometimes you just need to sing to the cut first. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? Like, you're definitely that person. I think that sometimes I need that person yeah. to take, you know, don't always just be so um, rash. And in terms of having someone that you can talk to, I just think people understand that we – our first meeting was at Bento, which is a sushi place, uh, Bento Cafe, and we mm. were there for like three and a half hours. Bento. I had never talked to a human being that long, and I was afraid <laughs> that Rifmo was going to be like sad if I left. I had also just found out that I was pregnant. I was like maybe seven or eight weeks pregnant, and I hadn't told anybody still, just like David knew, and so I like had to pee every five seconds, <laughs> so I thought yeah. that was really... That's, like, when we first met. Like, it's just hilarious. Um, so those things are, you know, that's that's funny that from that moment on, I never really doubted that we could do something consistently um, in terms of a podcast. But my advice outside of those things, uh, really, I want to piggyback off being organized. People don't understand that we have documentation in our and files. Yes. And, like, and that's the way I run Well, and that's the thing, like, you are so great at, like, setting up systems. Like, I can stay consistent, but I I prefer it to be, like, set up for me to look pretty. And that's the thing is, like, you're very good at finding a way that it looks beautiful, but then it's also very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, it's very Functional. functional, yes. And so we have documents for everything. People don't see that. That's not the pretty side of it. That's not the fun side of it. But that is the reality of it. Yeah, maybe one day we'll do a, like, behind the scenes really quick like look about what we do in the background and what the files look like just a little bit like yeah. not like a hey still my idea but hey yeah just like you know <laughs> so yeah that's really my advice for podcasters is to be organized like take it seriously um really it will make your life a lot easier i know that some people have fun podcasts or pop but still a lot you don't understand that every podcast that is super successful has that documentation and has those systems in place, and that's why they're successful. They just don't get on the microphone just to shoot the crap, you know what I mean? They already have their stories that they're going to talk about, but the pop culture, it's 
they don't have their questions, if they're answering questions or whatever the topic may be, they have the topic already ready. People just don't go to the microphone, you know, clueless. Yeah, yeah. There's so much behind the scenes to it that I feel like people really don't realize. And I feel like sometimes the more fun that it is, the more organized it is behind the scenes because you can kind of, like, let go and, like, you know, like, oh, like, the conversation's going to flow because I have my outline right here, so I know I'm not going to get lost in translation and that sort of thing. So a a lot of the, like, um, podcasts I listen to that I'm like, oh, this is a really, really great podcast, um, I can also tell, like, oh, they planned this transition and they planned this. And, like, you can tell those things once you start, like, recording yourself. So do you have advice for entrepreneurs as they go into 2017? Hmm. What should people leave behind? Um, it's so funny. I like made a list of things that, let me see if I can find it really quick. Um, cause I was going to post it on, I don't even remember if I posted it on Facebook. I'm so bad about posting on Facebook in the moment. Like I'll, I have a little document and I'll be like things to leave, um, or like things to leave in t- 2016. And I just like kept writing on it. I was like, I'm going to post this on Facebook. I don't think I ever did. So I'll just go ahead and read it right now. So hey. this is, this is not business related by the way like I just I pulled it up on my phone right now and it's literally just like in my notes section so things to be left in 2016 Donald Trump (laughs) fuck boys that's true misogyny um ignoring ignoring intersectionality pretending that white privilege doesn't exist acting like being too busy to properly take care of yourself is cool not, oh God, yes. <laughs> not eating your vegetables, not <laughs> knowing your local officials, misogynistic gender roles, cultural appropriation, and people who don't support you as who you are as a person. Oh um, so that's like, <laughs> those are the things I think should be left in 2016. But as far as business goes, um, I just really feel like it was a, like, it was a really rough year for all of us. And I think that from negativity, you can turn it into a positive. Like that's always something that I challenge myself to do in my life. The worst year of my life was 28 or I'm sorry, 2008, um, was the absolute worst year of my life. And so I decided like, okay, there's nowhere to go, but up from here. So the next year was 2009. And that was the best year of my life. And this is I got married. I like officially started taking on clients like cuz I kind of I opened my business in 20 or 2008, but I started taking on clients. My business became successful in 2009. Like just so many great things happened for me that year. And it's not things that just fell into place. These are things that I created and made happen. So, I think it's important to remember coming from 2016 that if it wasn't a great year for you financially, professionally, just uh mentally because of everything that was going on, Um, that you have the power to really make whatever you want happen in 2017. At the end of the day, like, yes, there are going to be some things that are out of your control, but that doesn't mean that everything is like you, you can make change happen, whether it's just in your business in your life in the world. And I think that people really need to start valuing, valuing their own voice and, um, just accepting that they have what it takes to bring something awesome to the table. Like as soon as you accept that, and start accepting, you know, there's this quote that's, we accept the love that we think we deserve from um, the book, The Perks of Being a Wallflower. And I feel like that's, that's everything in our lives. Like we accept what we think we deserve as far as love, as far as, you know, our success, as far as business, as far as, you know, what we think we can and can't change. So just start thinking of, wow, I can really change. I can really make a difference. And you will like, it's, it's easy. It's not easy, but it's easier than you think it is. 
I definitely agree 150%. Um, yeah, because, and especially that's such good advice because of 2016, people really need um, that advice. My advice would really be, again, and I've talked about this entire episode, and we have, it's like, stop doing what people um, tell you to do. <laughs> like, just stop doing things that you feel like you have to do to, to have a business, because nine times out of ten, those things aren't even right for your industry. You haven't done the industry research. You don't need, like, not everyone needs Snapchat. Some people do, but not every business needs Snapchat. You know what I mean? Not every business can drive off certain social media platforms. Not every person beads, um, Pinterest products in a way where they think that they have to do e-courses. You guys, there were so many bad e-courses in 2016, like so many terrible, terrible e-courses. And just because people felt like they had to do them and then getting to the end of the year and getting in Facebook groups and seeing how many people regretted doing those things, like you didn't have to. So I really want people to, um, have accountability partners that will be honest to you, just like Rizma said, you know, with her and Ben and everything, her family, and you keep each other accountable. You need to sit down and have conversations with those people when you decide to do something and say, is this really right for my business? Because nine times out of ten, those people who are honest with you will tell you no. You're not going to have yeah. that, oh, yeah, from your Instagram followers, I can't wait to see that, or I can't wait for you to post that. You know when people tell me, oh, I can't wait for you to post line or whatever, your cards or whatever, and they, like, have never bought a single thing. Yeah, yeah. But I post well, You know, that those things don't really mean anything. You really need to sit down with the people who are real that are like, you know what, that's ugly. Why did you do that? Or don't do that. Or have people, so find an accountability partner that's an actual accountability partner. Just don't find someone for the sake, don't go in a mastermind group just for the sake of having people around you. You really need to find people who are going to be open and honest. So that's really my advice for 2017. I just want people to stop wasting your time on things that are fads, mm-hmm. uh, things that aren't going to last, trends, really bad fonts. <laughs> No bad fonts in 2017. There's so many great typefaces. Pay for them. Spend <laughs> the money. Stop buying free things and stop using them. Oh my gosh. But yeah, that's my advice. Or hire someone when it's time to hire someone. Yes, that's a big one. Like, you can sit there and not hire somebody and try to save a dime, and then you're going to just end up hiring them later, anyways, as you're going to need it. So it's like, save yourself the time and the money and the effort. And do, do it right the first time and hire someone, you know? Stop buying, stop going away from the and starting sites and then being depressed when you find out that was a bad idea. Because yeah. you shouldn't have done that in the first place. Stop, you know, and we'll talk about this in the question. I won't even talk about the other one because it's in our questions. I'm yeah. really excited about it. So you guys make good decisions, invest in your business, and be smart. That's my advice. Okay, so we have some listener questions. I have, like, an idea for what we should call this segment, which is terrible that we're talking about it right now. But I don't care. Do it. Because I was thinking, I was like, what if people just drop us hearts? And I was like, drop a heart, and then we'll read the hearts that are questions. <laughs> and then I was like, it's also more awesome because that are that's literally lyrics from Fall Out Boys. Sugar, we're going down. So. Yes. We're going down, down. Okay, let me let me not get into that. Um, <laughs> I love them. Okay. Um <laughs> So our first question of 2017 is what planner are you using in 2017? I'm so excited about talking about this. <laughs> I was like, I can't wait to talk about planners because every year I pretty much just don't use a planner or I get one that's just like, <gasps> I know. <laughs> I start the one and I don't use it. And you know how I am? Because I use like 
actual project management tools. And so I go back into like Asana or something and I just open the calendar and I, that's usually what happens. But this year I decided to not buy any planners that anybody else recommended to me. And then yeah, yesterday or the day before yesterday, my girlfriend who is like me that lives in Tennessee and then we're the same person. We were all black and we have adorable children and we're graphic designers and we love the same typefaces. She posted that she was doing this unravel your year thing. And I was like, what is that? I want to do that. And then another person that we both know who does like, you know, fitness and stuff posted about it on, um, snap on Instagram as well. And I was like, okay, two people that I actually really like are doing this. I need to Google it. So Susanna Conway, who is a photographer, a blogger has doing this unravel your year, like end of the year workbook for years and I've never heard about it until this year and I sat down yesterday I printed it 32 pages and then she has a planner that she has with it as well and so I was like oh that's amazing so the planner is going to make your days 2017 we'll put links in it and um, it's just a printable planner it's not anything physical you can get the whole thing um, when I organize a template and everything I'll get the rest of it the year printed out at UPS or FedEx or whichever one is cheaper um, but right now that's her music for January and I really love it because it's really simple and I like the little notes and she has like January's quote is an awake heart it's like a sky that pours light like come on I How love it and romantic is it it is still very simple it's not like a super yeah. I don't need that um, right now I, I never really do but I really like having something that I didn't have to design basically. yeah <laughs> well I'm like a huge um, planner junkie like I have all of my planners probably since 2004 um, and I like go back through and like I'm just one of those people that it's like the beginning of the year it's like oh yes planner and like I'm writing all the stuff in it and color coding everything and I'm just crazy with it um, I don't know it just it, it, it also helps with my anxiety believe it or not to just have things like pretty scheduled in that sense um, for me, things are either like a day is either very scheduled or it's not scheduled at all. Like I don't have like much of an in-between. So it's like, if it's a work day, it's like everything is scheduled. And if it's a not work day and I like, um, you know, just hanging out, then I'm just like, I don't want to plan at all. So <clears throat> basically I use a different planner every year. I haven't found a planner yet that has made me be like, I need to use this one for a second year. You know what I'm saying? And I'm talking like, right. I'm a planner junkie in the sense that I have spent $60 on planners before. Like I, you know, like I buy the expensive ones and whatever. And I'm not going to like throw any names out there. I guess I will. You should do a yeah. blog post about your planners. I should. So I should. Before. I'm going to throw a name out there, the day designer that I know is like a really popular planner. I've bought it before. I've used it. I'm not going to say it was bad. I just, for me, it wasn't the end all be all that I thought it was going to be. Like I remember beforehand, like telling John, I'm like, I'm gonna spend all this money on a planner. And he's like, that's a lot of money for a planner. And I was like, listen, this is my job and I deserve this planner and I'm going to do what I want. And so I thought that this was going to be like the planner to end all planners for me. And it really wasn't, but that doesn't mean that it wouldn't be for someone else. You know what I'm saying? But what's funny is while I was using that planner, um, I downloaded free pages from another planner called uh, the Passion Planner. And I started using them and I really love them. And they offered a lot of their material for free. Um, so I was printing it out, using it, loving it. And basically I decided like I had such a good experience with what they offered for free. Like I really should try buying it this year. And I went through, you know, I went to Anthropology and all the different stores and I, I got my hands on any planner that I could in person and would thumb through and like look at all the different pages and really I landed after like extensive research I landed on the passion planner um and 
I'm really excited about it. I, I feel like, you know, it's day two, so I really can't say, you know, whether or not it is the planner for me or if I'll be using it again next year or if I think it'll help me change or grow or just stay uber organized or whatever. But so far, I feel like it's been the best plan that I've used. And again, I've used a lot of planners. So I'm just really, really excited about it. And probably in like two to three months from now, I'll check back in and be like, okay, yes, like it's everything. But right now, like I love it. I, I feel like, you know, I, I can't say too much because it's we're, we're on day two here, but it's like the prep that it, it does for getting you ready for this year and for getting you ready to like follow your dreams and make things happen is like unlike anything I've ever seen in any other planner. So I'm, I'm really, really, really excited about it. That's so awesome. I did like the day designers, um, simplified version that they did for Target. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like I didn't dislike the planner. Like I liked it. I just, I didn't like it enough to get it again. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think I didn't get it. I don't think they sell that simplified anymore or they, I just didn't want to buy it again, but I did agree with you on the fact that it was fine for what I needed, but uh then I grew out of it. Yeah. It was like, this is fine, but it's it was disappointing because it was the most I'd ever spent on a planner, and I, I really thought it was just going to be like, this is it forever, and it wasn't. So that made me sad. <laughs> I'm sad. still on I'm still on the hunt, but That's I mean, sad. hopefully this is the year. Like, because so far I love 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 everything about like I can't say anything negative about the passion planner so far. So yeah. we'll see um, how it goes. And I also want to say my friend Laura Providence always does the blog action planner. She has discontinued it for me. <gasps> 17 but she is working on this simplified planner and these pages that you can buy on etsy and um print and let me tell you she already had they they're amazing she's gonna be doing them for a podcast she's gonna be doing for blogging she's gonna do it for everything and the ones that she already has up are amazing i'm really excited about her podcasting sheets because yeah well i was gonna say that's a planner that i really did love it's specifically for bloggers like it's not for just having a regular planner but i used it in tandem with my regular planner and I thought it was fantastic like it really helped me blog a lot more and just it just helped with everything to do with my blog so I'm sad that she's not making it anymore but I think that the pages are probably going to be amazing for you know all the different areas that they're going to service super excited about that um so our second question is why should entrepreneurs avoid using sites like Fiverr and other crowdsourcing 99 designs etc 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 so the first like one of the things that I tell my clients is basically when I'm working with you the goal is that you have a brand that's going to last you the life of your business will you need brand updates things like that as you grow as as trends and times change sure like nips and tucks basically but at the end of the day like I want to set you up with something that's going to stand the test of time like the Coca-Cola logo. You know what I mean? It's like the Coca-Cola logo has been updated, but at the end of the day, like it's still that like particular color of red that we've known and loved for a million years. Um, and it's like, I don't drink soda and I haven't drank soda since I was 16. And I can think of the logo without having to try. Um, so it's just a, a very classic brand that, that carries over. And so when you're going to sites, you know, that are just kind of churning these things out, you're going to go through a lot of them because they're not going to, they're not doing the research. They don't have, um, I don't want to say the skill set because the, they might, but they're not going to use it, um, to when it comes to creating, um, what you need, they're not doing the market research. They're not getting to know your brand. They're not developing your brand. Um, 
so that you're getting a product or a service that's going to stand the test of time. So what's going to end up happening is that you're going to pay for that first logo and you're going to outgrow it very quickly and then you're going to repeat that process X amount of times, probably five or more, before you finally decide to invest in um, an agency um, or create a studio that is going to give you what it is that you should have gotten from the first place. So my advice would be to wait on it until you can afford it um, and do it the right way because if not, it's that's what's going to happen. You're just going to have to go back to square one when you're already established. And and the other thing that's going to be, it's going to be very like challenging and annoying to like be balancing all of that at the same time. Like you're well into your business, you're wishing that you could make more than you could, you realize that it's your brand and you have to go back to square one and do, you have all these other things going on. It's like do it from right from the get-go, you won't have to worry about that. And that goes, I mean, they offer more than just logos and just using logos and branding um, as a sounding board for it. But I mean, that's that goes for audio files, that goes for everything. If you're not getting the the quality service or the quality product from the get-go, you're going to have to get it later on in life. And I feel like that's, I mean, we can even like compare it to food. If you're not eating food that is healthy, that is quality for your body, you're going to mess up your insides. You're going to have to go to the doctor for things. You're going to have to get things fixed with medicine. And then you're still going to have to eat that better food later anyways. So just do it from the get-go. You're going to save yourself all that time and hassle. Yep, exactly. Um, Also, people don't understand is that Fiverr to me I think I liking it to hiring employees off of Craigslist yes. like you know what you're doing <laughs> like you should or if you don't know well let me tell you what you're doing you're getting the cheapest labor um for you know you're getting cheap labor and you're doing it for you know minimum amount of money and you're getting garbage most of the time I've seen a lot of logos or designs t-shirt designs uh, websites um, I've heard audio files I've read copywriting from people that I've bought from I've seen a lot of stuff that people bought from Fiverr and it's not good so I don't understand why we continue to do it people get so excited they're like yeah I bought this off of Fiverr and it's awesome and you look at it and you're kind of like nope but it's not but okay if that makes you feel better you really should invest um, in that time and I say this because we used to compete on 99 designs in high school because that was the way high school kids made money so you would go to a crowdsourcing site and you'd be like, oh, snap, you know, you have to put in a proof. Um, and the crowd, 99 designs is a little bit different than Fiverr. It may not be the same now as it was back then because people gave so much grief about it, them holding these competitions for spec work, basically. And then if you get chosen, you get paid. Yeah. But that's really what it was. And, you know, even in high school, I was like, this is garbage. But I was in high school, so I was like, whatever. If I get $100 for doing a logo for... I think we did one for, like, a baby thing one time where we did, like, the Like, it was just weird stuff. Yeah. Uh, but it's not a sustainable way to make money. You're not investing in any other entrepreneur, which I really think is the benefit of being an entrepreneur is that you should be investing in people like you. If yes. you, as an entrepreneur, are investing in no one, then why should someone invest in you? Right. Like, why should I give you money for whatever service that you're offering when you can't even give money back to the community that helped you know, build your get to get you to where you are. So I really do think people need to understand because I see the recommendations for Fiverr in every Facebook group that I'm in. And I don't even respond at this point because I feel like it's 2016 and you should know better. Um, well, 2017, you should know better. You definitely should know better now. If you didn't know better last year, then you should know better this year. Um, yeah. Just don't do it. Like, it's just such a waste. And you really don't, I think people really complain about having to pay money to invest in someone to do something, but want money themselves like that just to me it baffles me it's so crazy it's like um our va costs the price of an assistant 
in, you know, Florida. Like, I'm not yeah. paying $5 for a VA in India to do work on behalf of my business. I want to invest in somebody that costs money. So, yeah, I'm paying more than $10 an hour for a VA. I'm sorry. Like, that's just yeah. the way life is in America. This person is living and making a way. She has children. You know, I really want to invest in her because I really like the person. Also, I believe she can add value to our company. So, um, I really think people should think about that when they are looking to have work done. Just look at what you're investing in. Yeah, and I feel like, you know, it's about taking the time to make sure you're ready for t- taking on certain aspects of your business. Like, if you're not ready to have a brand yet and invest in a brand, then you probably aren't ready to open your business yet. You know what I mean? Like, and that's fine. But take the time to, you know, do it the right way from the get-go. It's Your life is going to be that much easier. If you're not, like, you know, if you're not ready to hire someone, if you're not making enough money to pay somebody a living wage, then that's fine. You're not ready to have employees yet or you're not fiscally ready to have employees yet. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like, we all go through different stages in our business and we're at, like, there's definitely been times where neither of us could hire people. You know what I mean? Like, you know, and, and still we can't, like, we're not like, hey, come over here and we're going to give you... 70 grand a year and a pension and benefits like no we can't hire somebody on that scale yet but there's still a right or wrong way to do it and it's like it's still like sure I can hire you for part-time work as a subcontractor and you're gonna make a living wage and you're gonna make um you know money that's fair you know so I, I feel like it's just about doing good business and fair business as well right definitely agree so our last question from our listeners is what is your favorite Facebook group right now so I'm like dying, you guys. You can tell I'm at the end of my sick person rope. <laughs> <laughs> so the brand, I still say this, like brand build and launch group that Arsha Jones has is still like my favorite thing. Like I still love it so much. I love learning about e-commerce and products and learning about that straightening brush that is, that Facebook was sending me ads about and yeah. learning that that brush costs like $4 in China or whatever. I wouldn't have learned that, like, if I had been in that Facebook group. So just learning about drop shipping, and um, as we start to, you know, we have some ideas for stuff that we're going to do with the podcast, and so me learning more about companies to do that with and not having to invest and spend money and waste money is really um, beneficial. So I really have enjoyed that Facebook group. It's still one of my favorites, and I really wish everybody would go um, check it out if you haven't. So, I don't know if this is cheating, but whoever asked the question didn't specify it to be a business Facebook group. So, my true Facebook group is actually um, a running Facebook group. It's called um, the HRC, and obviously it has to do with Harry Potter because I'm myself. Um, So, it's the HRC Gryffindor Common Room. Um, cause we're like obviously all in our own different houses. So I don't actually like to run, which is funny. I hate running. Um, but I do love, love, love walking and I love like long walks, like going on like a six mile walk. So, um, it's just like a very like motivating place where just like all different types of people from all over the world, all different walks of life come to encourage each other to walk or to run or just to be active. Um, and there's so many different things going on in it. Like there's one person who, um, She's like some sort of doctor and she comes in weekly and gives like advice like on different moves that you can use and different things that are great for your muscles and yada yada. They have like a weekly trophy room where you come in and you talk about like what you accomplished this week, whether it's like physical or just like in your life, you know what I mean? Um, So it's just like a really positive motivating group. And that's the thing is like every other group that I'm on in on Facebook, there's been a time at some point in time where something negative has happened. Somebody's fought or 
you know, gotten offended or gotten into it. And that doesn't mean that, like, sometimes, you know, that can be a good thing. Like, people can discuss and learn from things and that sort of thing. So it can be good. But this is a place that's literally always positive. Um, so it's just nice to have a place on the internet that I know no matter what, anytime I go there, it's always going to be positive. And the other favorite group that I have is also not a business group, um, but it's called Pantsuit Nation. And going through like the election, everything that we went through last year, it's really just been a safe haven for me to just kind of go in and be around people that are also kind of feeling the same way and, you know, are kind of like looking for a way to be inspired and that sort of thing. So just hearing stories from different people from around the world. And it's, it's mostly female based, like it's mostly women, but you know, anyone's welcome to it, but it's just like seeing these other strong women and seeing like what they're doing and how they're encouraging each other is awesome. And it's also kind of where like the women's March idea was like born was in that Facebook group. So it's been cool to like watch all of that, like come to be. Um, so yeah, that's really exciting. Um, and just kind of like a positive place, like when everyone is being so negative lately. That's awesome. And I, I don't, like- honestly, I don't have a favorite, like entrepreneur business group at the moment, just because like, if I, if, like, I'll be a hundred percent honest and say like, I've just kind of gotten like burned out on them. Like, as you know, because like, I'm always like, Oh my God, they get so full and I get so overwhelmed. And it's like so many people, you're really great at finding them before they get huge. And so I think what I need to do is just start like weekly asking you like, Hey, any good groups? Cause you literally find them like when they're at that sweet spot before they like explode. Yeah. Before they get to like 115,000. Yeah. Members. Yeah. Oh man. I will say I do love that it's not a business one, which I love it, but it's also, it can be, it's pretty dramatic in there sometime, which is <laughs> it's, it's life. Um, girls love travel is like the traveling group. And since I, you know, we did a lot of traveling last year and I kind of like was going, based off things that I read online and not really reading about other people's experiences a lot. But I really like Girls Love Travel because it's a world, you know, it's a global female-only travel group um, where people talk about their traveling and it's really inspiring to see people. And, you know, yeah, it's real. Like, it's real life. People talk about things that happen that aren't pleasant. And I enjoy, like that I enjoy bad things bad people. I enjoy people being honest and being open about where these things happen, how they happen, what situation. There's been a lot of people that have helped people find, like, lost people, or lost things through this group, because there's so many members. It is, it's a big group. but um, Well, and it can be great. beneficial to have a platform like that on Facebook, as opposed to, like, Instagram, where, like, I do share a lot of, like, travel, and then, like, you know, go through hashtags. But people are going to be sharing more of the highlights and the happy stuff, whereas, like, on Facebook, yeah. when it comes to travel, you need to kind of know the, the downside of things. Like, I definitely do have some things to share about Honduras. I don't want to discourage people from going. But there's also some real stuff that you need to know about, so you don't make the mistakes that I did. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's the same thing, like, um, you know, I have friends that went to Thailand, and while Thailand was beautiful, in Bangkok, they were, you know, scammed out of money, and they got robbed, and stuff like that. Yeah. And it's easy to happen if you're a tourist at a different destination. It's just great to be aware of where you are, and especially as we look at traveling abroad, and we have a daughter, and just um, being aware of what happens, and I really enjoy that group, because people are, you know, they're either living there as expats, or they've traveled there, or so you can just really just ask a general question. And get hundreds of answers immediately. People are always on because different time zones, and you never have to worry about it being dead, um, which is something I really enjoy. So I really have been enjoying that group as a non-business group. That's my recommendation. Yay! Well, hopefully our awesome listeners send in more questions for us to answer this year because I think we're going to be doing a lot more Q and A this year. So. I'm looking forward to seeing what questions you guys have and also just looking forward to seeing, like, give us suggestions on what you want covered, who you want to see interviewed, all of that. We love hearing your suggestions because this is just as much um, a place for you as it is for us. Yes. 
All right, well, popping bottles, 2017. Hopefully this year, it can't get any worse, right? <laughs> hey, this year is just starting. Yeah, it, no, that's what I'm saying. Like, it can't be worse than 2016. Yeah, so there's only, we can only go up from here. So it's like automatically it's going to be a better year. So just keep that in your head and just go through and crush all your goals. I agree so much. All right, we will see you guys next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.